welcome to uh, Clown Jiggles at Midnight, a podcast about everything and nothing at the same time, with your hosts, Bonkers and Lulu. <laughs> hey, Bonkers. Hey, Lulu. What's going on? <laughs> seen anything crazy today? Yeah, I seen some clown jingling. Yeah, what time was it? <laughs> It was at midnight. Get the fuck out. I'm serious. This is turning into almost um, not great. No. No, this is really bad. Welcome to Not For Nothing. Chris and Chris. Yep. Uh, Chris, don't do that. Uh, it is Monday. It's a, it, we're just, just trying to be more like Michael Lombardi. We're trying to really run the gamut here. We're doing podcasts in the middle of the night. Just we're doing podcasts over the phone. We're doing Skype. We're going to do them in the morning. We're doing them on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. We don't no rhyme or reason over here. Why? Why should it be? Well, no, because it doesn't rhyme. Yeah. And it, if it doesn't rhyme... There's no reason. There's no reason. Yep. Uh, we had a pretty big sports day yesterday. I think over the weekend. I don't know. I've been working a lot. Pretty big. There was a big one last night. It might um, have been a basketball game or be- something. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. And this is a question if it was uh, brought up to us by a listener um, who oh. we named later. It wasn't really a question for the podcast, but I feel like I need to air this out on the podcast. Because yeah. I want your opinion Let's, on this. I yeah. feel like I'm alone in in an opinion. Yeah, and I'd I like want, to keep things wanna, out in the open. I want to get your opinion on something. Because it is related to something that we have. It's a weekly thing, a weekly part of this podcast, which is our theme song. It's a Bob Seger song. Right. Okay. So, obviously, we both enjoy Bob Seger. We like a Seegs mm-hmm. whenever we can. Sure. What are your thoughts on... Van Morrison. Oh, no. Uh, I don't want to have to answer this because you're just going to go on and on about how you hate Van Morrison. I want to know your opinion and on you're going to yell Morrison. at me. And I've been trying for years to avoid this conversation, Chris, because you bring it up like every couple of weeks, it seems like. And you always just go in. You go in and you go hard and deep well, let me preface about your by, hatred of Van Morrison. by saying... That what was the question? The, qu- what, the question was like... Is it irrelevant? A listener found out through the grapevine that I, I must have been like... Somehow, you've done it on the podcast, I think, a couple times. Probably, yeah. yeah. That, but, that I, I, and I'm alone in this world, I feel like. Yeah. That I don't like Van Morrison. People feel very strongly about Van Morrison. Yeah. Their, their love of Van they Morrison do. runs deep into their core. They remember dancing in the living room with their dads, a brown eyed girl. <laughs> they remember the first time they, you know, heard Marvelous Night for a Moon Dance and danced <laughs> around the moon. Every time they heard, ah! <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, when that scat man, when that scat man first entered their lives, they they, they felt a, a presence and and it stuck with them. I, it's not a popular, it's not a popular uh, opinion, but I wanted to get yours because I, I feel like you might be the voice of the Morris heads. Uh, well, okay, so. I came into the long version, Chris, is I came into Van Morrison sort of late, like into my 20s, I think, right? I didn't really know who he was growing up. I never listened to his music. Or if I did, it was like, you know, on the AM radio stations in the car with the parents. But I never associated like who he was with those songs. Until I think somewhere in my 20s, I, I somehow I... Got a greatest hits record? Yeah, probably, right? It came, probably came in the Columbia House thing or something. Yeah, you, you know, only paid a penny tw- for it. Yeah. So I started listening to it, and I, got, I, I did. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed him. And there was a time I thought he was sort of... Um, Mystic? 
Yeah. Like, like he's a, he was a poet. Like, right? He's like a, he's a genius. Like, right? With his lyrics and the whole thing and blah, blah, blah. Right? And I kind of got into him. And there's one song in, in the particular, which I think is the, I really enjoy. And it's the one that I think, uh, have I told you lately? Right? With Rod Stewart, I think, covered it have or something. I told you lately that I love you. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful song. But after a while, oh, oh, sadness. yeah, right. That's the one. Take away all whatever rhymes with sadness. Yeah, uh, gladness. Gladness. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, gladness. Good, yeah. Not Gladys. What a po- what a poet. Yeah, he writes totally. gladness with madness. Yeah, sadness. sadness? Oh. Yeah, right. And so I started. I I came down off that mountain, Chris. I've come down off the Van Morrison mountain. Do you think you aged out of Van Morrison? Yes, but that's an odd thing to say because I feel like the older and the and like whiter people probably as you get older you go you go into Van Morrison more though right that seems like to, to me that would seem the natural progression. I just don't understand. It's like as you get older, it. everyone loves Van Morrison, right? I don't understand it. I it's the thing I can't understand. I just can't understand it. Um, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't. But I never I never give much time or thought into like trying to understand it either though. But, that, that, but that's to me like most musicians are that are sort of like they, he is from that certain era though that it's that classic rock kind of era where people just hang on to that music. I'm not opposed to a like Steve Miller or like look at like Credence, right? John, right. John Fogarty, who I think is one of the greatest musicians of his era. Okay. He, you know, he's a California kid doing like a Mississippi Delta. Songs, you know, mm-hmm. he he really like embraces like that that southern yeah. thing, and it's not his. It's it, not it's not where he's from. No, right? no, but it works for him. It works for him. Yeah, Van Morrison, a Dubliner, a guy mm-hmm. from Ireland, yeah, who also is a real soul man from yeah. the south. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I can you know, that's douchey to me. But like I, there's it, a there's a you case, get the appeal or something. I can, like well, I fucking hate the appeal, but I can I can give it because I like Creedence so much. <laughs> I I will give Morrison Creedence. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he, what you he mean. can do the like the routine, right? Sure. He's, he's not alone in that. Right. The Rolling Stones, you could even say the Beatles did a little bit of sure. everyone's ripped everyone's, off black yeah. people. Yeah, and, of and course, right? Well, right. It's an appropriation thing. Yes. So Van Morrison, fine. He can be the ascot wearing scat man from the <laughs> Dublin Delta if he wants to. I, I don't I don't care that much. Yeah. I, although he is disgusting to look at, like he's he's horrible. I don't horrible. even think I know what he looks no like. No one does because he's a freak. He's been hiding for years. Right, he right, looks right. Like a fucking brown, a he's, brown shit. He's he's also a huge asshole. I think from what I've like read, the few things I've read about him is like he's just a dick. I think to everybody and anything and whatever. And he's, yeah, you don't yeah. hear about a lot of people being like, oh man, I love that guy. I want to play. Yeah, yeah. But you know, people. You are, also want to hear about a lot of musicians going, oh, you know what? You know the one guy that influenced me was Van Morrison. I don't. I can't recall anybody ever going, going like, "Oh yeah, I used to listen to him all the time growing I up." Or I know like, his songs. I feel like well, so the cases, the case that can be made against Van Morrison, the li- the 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 column of con is much longer than the column of pro. yeah yeah con list would be asshole, <laughs> weird, ugly, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible style choices, <laughs> appropriation of another culture. You and me are has just it had, has it had has it had a relevant song since 1971? Yeah, yep. I mean, when was Before last time we like I wrote a song that that that's even that's got another, a single radio play? That's like another a single that's, radio. Play. That's actually something that does bother me about a lot of musicians. That guy's still like, well, I can't believe that fucking yeah. people aren't buying CDs. Right, like, he's that like, guy. Right, it's not even CDs. Probably it's like records or eight tracks or something. Right, yeah, he's yeah. I do, I do don't like, he. 
I, that that's one of the things that he falls in that category. Like I was saying, is that he he's still living off his reputation from forty years ago and his music from forty years ago. He's not. People are still trying to keep him relevant for no reason, just because they liked his music from from the sixties and seventies. Oh, he's irrelevant. He should have died. You know what I mean? But he, he, I I would give him the status. The so, I would give least, him the status that that he was a great singer songwriter. If he would have died the last time he had a radio relevant song. Because oh then my you could god! Say, he he would. You could say his body of work could have been immense, right? Like, like we don't even know what we missed oh my, with Van Morrison. If he died like in the seventies, he would have been placed so high on a pedestal, right? He would have been. He would have been the equivalent of of uh, another terrible fucking of the, shitty of poet the, named Morrison. Yeah, no, or no, like or like of like um, what's his name? Uh, the King uh, Rock and Roll. His, Elvis. Yeah, you don't. You forgot Elvis. Yeah. Okay. I don't care about Elvis. I can't stand Elvis. Oh, I, I can. There's a couple good songs, but yeah, otherwise, that's just it. Like those songs are so good. Like the good, like Elvis is pretty badass. I just, I think he's overrated and overhyped for sure. Yeah, but that's not his fault. Eh. I think Van Morrison is overhyped because of his own fault. I will say this too. Okay, it is hard for me to get past a person that made that song, that Moon Dance song. Like that moon dance song is like that's the, that's the, the seventh ring of hell. Like that song is pure ear rape. It's just ear rape <laughs> over and over again. And everyone's just like, "What do you do when you're listening to that song, singing along, and he gets goes into?" Yeah, you just keep going with him. Yeah, you just lean into it. You kind of start shaking your body back and forth, it's up and down. The song that opened the back. doors for so many shitty. Little restaurants and little town cover bands that exist where people are like, every time, ah, ha, 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 ha. it's all swing, 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 it a ding, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's, it's the song you lay your old lady down to and like really get her in the mood. I don't know. I don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Van Morrison makes no sense to me. It's, it's screaming in your face. It just screams, he just screams at you. Um, he's always screaming at you. <laughs> and he's always t- he's always telling you how it is. Yeah, songs, that's what people want. The songs come with way too much confidence. He's 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 always like, and when this happens, yeah, I'll be I doing think... this, and you'll be coming home. Like, and, and when I do this, you better lay down by my side. Don't you think a lot of like songs though are? I mean, that's kind of the point of music. And when right? the fog home blows, I come on home. Give me a goddamn break, dude! It's just—it's ridiculous. Like, who is he? Whose voice is he singing in? Who is he? Who is he? Who is he representing? The working man? The don't listen to this jingle jangle ball bullshit. Go ahead, play it. A little little ball. You tried to play. What was that? A circus? Uh, yeah, was that the clown was, jingles yeah. at midnight? I th- yeah, I think it was. Uh, it might have been. Collaboration with uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name from New Orleans? Dr. John? Dr. John, yeah. Yeah, but Dr. John but is Dr. John makes it cool New because Orleans. he's legit. Right, I know what and you mean. He's a voodoo I, dude. I totally know what you I'm mean. I'm not saying Dr. John is a cool guy. I no, but, but that Dr. sounds John like record. stuff I would hear from Dr. John. Yeah, who so I know what you was mean. born and raised in New right. Orleans. Mm-hmm. And like has human skulls on his piano. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Dr. Yeah, John's right. OG. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, his music yeah. sucks, but he's a gangster. Right. Right, right, right. Van Morrison isn't a gangster. Look at the, watch the movie the about the band, the that terrible movie that Martin Scorsese made, like the documentary. Do you remember? Yeah, the Last I, I kind of remember. Uh, Van Morrison is in the Last Waltz, mm. wearing like a brown leotard, like, with, just dancing around with his stomach out, 
and I think that he saw that movie and was like, I'm going into hiding forever. I'm going to put on a ascot, a fedora, glasses. Oh, yeah, he's a chubby bunny. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He T- totally's trying to look the part. Of yeah, he's okay. A, a so Louisiana, to, like bluesman, right? A guy from Ireland. Yeah. Wow. That'd be like if Doctor John went around talking like this and dressed like Patty O'Grady <laughs> and wore a little like beret to it's the weird, side and his, wore and you played played his uh bagpipes or whatever. It's pull. weird because it's like his the older like his younger pictures and stuff. He's totally not that. Way. Yeah, but then he was in the last waltz and he dressed like a brown tar like a brown turd and saw that movie and was like, Oh my god, I have to be Ascot Fedora man. Yeah. I'm telling uh, Does I'm, he still I don't even where does he even Exactly. He yeah. might as well be dead. So Chris I wonder if he did he move down to like Chris Louisiana? Have I sold you? <laughs> yeah, I mean I was I think I was already halfway there. Like he's, he's I, I don't really I, I mean I have it to be honest with you my his music's on my phone. When it comes on, do you cry? Um, do you change it? Yeah, I think I change it. Yeah, you I think I just kind of like hey, I'm not in the mood right now. For no, this. you're never in the mood. Yeah, not anymore. Really, it's not. Yeah. It's really rare. I think yeah. that I'm ever gonna be like, oh yeah. If that good. one song wouldn't have been Brown Eyed Girl and there weren't half of a population of Brown Eyed Girls, yeah, that song wouldn't even be on, ever played on the radio. It's just all these people think he's talking to them because they have brown eyes. <laughs> right. Then they play it as their like first dance to their fucking wedding. It's like the most ridiculous <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't. I've never even really. Cover bands that keep movie. Van Morrison or that song. alive. Right, right, right. Cover oh, bands absolutely. Keep. Oh, absolutely. Like they're because of cover bands. Right. He's still in the in the in the lexicon. I think. I think. World. I wonder if so. That's an interesting interesting question. Maybe is is the uh, and I don't know how to phrase this, but the idea of people who think they are or want to be musicians, but all they do is is cover like Van Morrison songs. Like it tells you something about their. Because abilities, it, because it touched your soul when you were. But they can't get past it, right? All they can do is just, and you know, they can only still do Van Morrison songs as like cover bands. Like they can't come up with their own stuff. Well, maybe Van Morrison's the problem then. Maybe Van Morrison is is stifling it's potential not, uh, great musicians. No. What if, what if you'd never? What if that guy never heard Van Morrison and was like still and and. I didn't get like stymied. We did get roadblocks man, by the, the. We could go down so many rabbit holes with this with this topic. This is crazy. The, I guess my point is just this: Why yeah. is it so fucking far fetched to think that Van Morrison sucks? Why am I the only person in the world that has this opinion? I don't know, he but he gets I, such a crazy pass. He gets such a pass, and it's bullshit. There, are, everyone is. Every other musician is way more scrutinized than him. The fucking Grateful Dead, who also suck, gets way more scrutiny than Van Morrison. Van well, Morrison just gets a shit pass. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for you in that regard. All I would say is like, is, I can't. Oh, Barry Manilow, that guy's the worst. I'm like, really? Is Barry Manilow any fucking worse than Van Morrison? No. Right? I don't know. He's not. No, I don't think so. He's not. I'll listen to some Barry. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was trying oh, to think of like some Mandy, other well, you came musicians that, that you gave without taking. Again, I'll go. I mean, I'll go. I I'll go back to Elvis. Away, oh, <laughs> it's good stuff. Man. It's a good, good fucking song. Yeah. Y'all, li- go home and li- go home and listen to Mandy. Uh, I implore every listener to listen to Mandy. Stop what they're doing right now. Mm. Put on Mandy and mm-hmm. tell me that there is a single Van Morrison song better than Mandy. <laughs> 
Well, of course, because you're going to get a Barry Manilow record. Yeah, obviously, if you can because but that's convince me that there's that's the genesis fucking... of this conversation, though, is that because everyone just loves Van Morrison, so everyone's going to come back and be like, "Oh yeah, you're totally wrong. Like all these songs are way better than anything with Barry Manilow." I can change my fucking mind. I can be swayed. I used to hate fucking Bruce Springsteen. I used to hate his shit. I was yeah. like, he's fucking he, John Cougar Mellencamp could fucking go toe to toe with Bruce Springsteen. But then somebody took me Oof. to a Bruce Springsteen show, right? And then there were all these little. For the, once I opened my mind to it, yeah, I, I realized like how he's got deep cuts. His records are really great. Like they're 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 masterpieces. Yeah, in and of themselves. It's right. not just these versions of his songs. But no one can convince me that of the in the same way of Van Morrison. No one's ever been like, oh, but you got to listen to Dark Side of the Town, or oh, you got to fucking you know like there's there's no gateway to get a, someone who's convinced All that right. someone is bad when they're bad. Well, like, you know what we have to do then, Chris. What? Go see Van Morrison. We have to go to a Van Morrison I'd concert. I'd fucking love to. In Ireland. I would hey, do it anywhere. Yeah. I'd fucking love to. I'd jump at the fucking <laughs> chance. And I would go open-minded. I would. Okay. I know I wouldn't right. have to stand up because no, ain't nobody standing at a Van Morrison show. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd play oh. the drums on no, my No, there's lap. people standing doing that, Chris. They don't dance, they, but they stand there and like bop their head and like tap their toe and yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I bang their you, hand I on the thigh. I moon dance just fucking. Ooh, makes all the girls just. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Makes them remember a simpler time. Mm, mm-hmm. They have some lemonade. Uh, yeah. So so anyway, I uh, that maybe that's the only way Wait, we can do this. All right. Let me go see uh, the one other thing. Uh, the little note you said no one other gets a pass like he does, but I, I I think Elvis does. Again, I'll go back to that. Again, that well, like I I think Elvis. Like I've never heard anybody talk about bad about Elvis. No, it's true. Right. It's a, I'm the only one. I feel like I'm the only one that was like, what is? I don't get the deal with this guy. Well, the I don't case, get the, with this the, movies. The his case songs, in point. The movies are garbage. The dancing. The case in point is that. Like we're, and we talked about this a little bit when it was topical a, a couple of months ago, and it should still be topical. But the, like the whole R. Kelly thing and how there's people trying to ban, yeah. ban R. Kelly off Spotify. And they I'm really not, are I'm not working to, hard. I'm to not trying to pass. call the same thing that's not one and the same. No, 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 no. different but, circumstances. But, but. but Elvis, Elvis ha- housed a 14 year old, uh, and then married her. Yeah, you know, like right. when, when he was a grown up, like that. Like Seriously. I'm just saying, like Elvis gets a, a bizarre pass, and I, and you're right. And no, it is not a popular... No one ever says, like, right. I hate Elvis. Right. And I wish I could... I wish I could join you on that, but but he's got, like, two or like, three songs that just, like, really turn my hate him? His version of Battle Hymn of the Republic is so fucking good. Hmm. Glory, uh, glory. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right, listen, the guy's got a good voice. He, he sings songs in a... Oh, well, there's one thing Elvis is better at than... Van Morrison. Van Morrison. He's got a good voice. Yeah. Van Morrison doesn't. It's you. <laughs> you never heard Elvis uh, being like, "What a marvelous night for a moon dance." Like, <laughs> I, I think. Um, I, but I think people think, and I and I I'm, I probably shade more to that side. Is that Van Morrison has a unique voice, though, right? It's it's different, right? And you were kind of hinting that why and those reasons why. I don't know if it's legit or not, but I would I guarantee you almost ninety nine percent of the people who who like him and listen to him think he's his 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 voice is unique. Okay, and I'm not saying I agree with it or I'm saying they're right, but this is all. I mean, a lot of this so is all subje- just, subjective those anyway. Just go stand at like a a steel pressing plant and like like oh man, listen to these tones. <laughs> listen to the way that I don't think they. I think most of those. I think most of those people. Don't really listen to a lot of music. Uh, I don't even know. 
if that's true. They, I, I mean, they have a certain genre of music they listen to and nothing yeah, else. That could be true too. Right. I think it's very genre. Like specific. maybe they would get into the Stones or stuff like that, but it's 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 probably a very whitewashed catalog of music that they listen to. I'm not going to step into that, but I I I hear your point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. So there's wait. I, so the person who asked you this question originally are they huge Van Morrison fans? Originally, yeah. How this? Oh, you said oh, yeah. you said you yes, had a, of course, yeah, of course, or, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. The, I mean, but I think the thing is, is, I think people think that they're huge Van Morrison so- fans, but when they're faced with the question, they're really not. They're like you that had a moment with Van, right? Think that they're Van Morrison fans, but actually, when the shit comes on, they turn the fucking channel because they can't hear that garbage anymore. <laughs> I think that that's the truth about Van Morrison. It might be. For our generation and, and younger, probably. I mean, I've defended Phil Collins to fucking death, and I listen to people talk I, about how they don't like him, and I get it. Like, they don't listen to his whole breadth of work. Like, they don't, they don't appreciate him for the reasons I appreciate him, but I can give them that opinion. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll defend Phil Collins I, because I want to. But, it, but, but it's that's a, interesting, then, it's that a you different, can't. It's a different... Like, I, I feel like there's... No one's given me any reason to, to like Van Morris. Right, or why they like... They can... My little sister, who is a music, music taste, I value immensely. Mm-hmm. De- we'll, we'll defend him to death. I'll listen to the songs she tells me to listen to, and I'm not even doing it like a dick. Like, they're just bad high school poetry. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that she and can't she give would, you a good reason. She would, like, slip into a note or in a fucking annual, like a yearbook. Like, it's just... <laughs> Maybe that's what maybe that's what they that's what the people like because it reminds them of like high oh, school. I definitely like, think right? that. I definitely think that. <laughs> I don't know, man. So like, I was sweet on Jenny Lou Williams. Yeah. Here's a song Van Morrison wrote about it. Yeah, is his name even Van? Probably not. It sounds like a totally made up name. Yeah, his right? real name's like his real name's like I don't know. What is it? We have the internet. He's probably not even Irish. What's, it's like, <laughs> what's his name? I wish he wasn't. Because then he wouldn't be like such an imposter. What's Van's real name? Let's see if we can. Is uh, it like Elton John? Is his real name? But Elton had already taken it. Sir, uh, sir. Oh, is he knighted? Sir George Ivan Morrison. There you go. Yeah. Van. Yeah. Fucking Van. He took the name Van. Yeah. yeah. It's Van Wilding. <laughs> Van Wilder. <laughs> George. George. Fucking George, George Morrison's not George selling records. Morrison. Get the fuck out of here, George Morrison. <laughs> The fuck. Anyway, we've wasted way too much time on this. Chris, would you rather be named Van Morrison or Morrissey? I'd rather be named Morris Morrison. Morris Morrison. <laughs> Moore. Moore. Give me Ma Ma Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Idol has more better songs. Billy Idol is a is yeah. better than yeah. Van Morrison. Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue with those on those. I'll listen to all those guys. I think before Van now. At this yeah. Point. yeah. Van Halen better than Van Morrison. Mm. The sound of a van starting up <laughs> is better than Van Morrison. <laughs> van de Camps is better than Van Morrison. <laughs> All right, let's fucking put it to bed. Yeah, let's do it. We got to go to a court a concert. That's what it boiled down. Yep, to. we got to go to the, Van Morrison. That's the only concert. answer. Yeah. Because you know, like I wasn't ever that. I I wasn't a huge Seeger fan until I met you. You know that, right? I don't think I. I mean, well. My love of Seagrass has definitely grown too, I think, with, with you. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of. I've always liked him. I yeah. went to a concert with my wife yeah. to go see him yeah. in, in, in Brooklyn. 
I've always enjoyed him, like, but I've never, like, again, like, it, it's he's some of those kind of musicians, like, I don't really give a lot of thought to. Me him. neither, and uh, and he's a dick, and he hasn't had a relevant song in a long time. Either, and, but but our theme song, still the same, is a that's the song that turned me. Like, I just think that song is so. But I can put that great. whole greatest hits on and just and like really enjoy it, right? And have fun with it, but. And I think but maybe that's the point. Old Time Rock and Roll is an unforgivable song. This song sucks <laughs> yeah, so much. I mean, yeah, it's... I don't think they're great songs. But I'd rather listen to... But that's the point. Like, with TV shows and movies and, like, art to some degree, it's, like, it's what you sort of enjoy. And, like, you, you know, you you enjoy it. You know, like... Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is. Yeah. I... But people put way too much stock in Van Morrison. That's that, the thing. Yeah. Like I think that's the key to this whole thing. Right. Is they they... They try to put him on this pedestal for really no reason. I just don't think that right. there's, I don't think there's a... When it's like, if you just be like, listen, I like his music, then fine. But you don't. But Right, but, but other people try to make it more than that. You don't that. like right. his music. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> or you, <laughs> you think, think you, you do. do. You think you do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll see you at Van Morrison. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's touring with someone horrible right now. Actually, I think he toured with Willie or some someone recently. Oh, wow. yeah. Willie. Which yeah. would have been a good enough excuse to go. That would have been... Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. on to sports. Okay. Fine. I, last night I had to work late. Yes. I didn't get to see game two. Yes. I have I have read some. I have listened to some podcasts about the game, but I want you. Did you watch it? I watched the second half. Okay. Explain to me what, what, what if you were just going to tell someone how the game was, what would you say? What, 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 what did you witness? Um, I, I witnessed a, a, a far superior team winning and like coming from behind and and taking control of the game like like they're normally they normally do in series and against teams like this isn't the first time they've been down by double digits and and I think in the last like five games or something five they were definitely down games to, they were definitely down to they've been down double digits yeah and, and so um that would have been the that would have been the end game hit here's what I noticed is they everyone overvalued Toronto winning game one and gave way too much credence and, and ability in, in Toronto. And just sort of... Can you believe Golden State started at plus two fi- 250? For that game? For that game. For game two. For game two. Yeah. You pe- could have had people, Golden State at one to two. It, 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 I was surprised because like, we, had, we had the last show was right before game one, right? And, yes. And it was weird because I wanted to, I wanted to go the, the, the morning after game one because... Everything I saw on TV and like started reading and everything was just was like, oh, the Raptors, the Raptors, the Raptors are dominating, people dominating, comparing, dominating. People comparing uh, Kawhi to Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that and and like Siakam's coming out party and all these things and how that great they can't guard this guy and and no one's you know like blah 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 all, you know all this negativity based about Golden State and positives about Toronto and I I felt like I was the only person going are are you joking me here like you're you're and, and I sort of I looked this up, and the one stat that that caught my eye for, for coming from game one into game two was um, there was a sh- this basically was like shooting percentages and, and total field goals attempted and made. There was there was only five a difference of five made field goals between the two teams in game one. I I looked at those same stats. Yeah, it was, that was there, I looked at like 
rebounds, yeah, uh, block shots, Assists, turnovers, yeah. free throws. It was all it was even. like really so close. Even. Right, it was just the field goal percentage was I think like four or five points yep. higher. Yeah, and that was the difference. That was the it difference. Was a matter of like five, five percent betting. Shoot. It was five made field goals. Yeah. And they they had the, they had they were within one field goal attempts of each other. And it's they it was. But everyone could seem to think like Toronto dominated that they game. They didn't. If you looked at the, there's the very basic yep. box score yeah, yeah, yeah. against each yep. other. It yeah. was really close. Everything was so close. The only thing was was turnover, uh, fast break points, or, and turnovers or something which like is, that, right? Which is turnovers wasn't even that that different. It really just came it was down like to seven like seven or eight said, or something. Like, yeah, I was it wasn't racking my brain. It wasn't it crazy. Came down to five five no. made field goals. Yeah, it wasn't that you know. And Siakam shot eighty two percent overall for yeah. the game. Van Fleet, Van Vliet shot 62%. And Gasol... Van Skeet. Van Skeet, 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 Skeet. He's the only other Van worse than Van Morris. <laughs> I like him, actually. He's the only one that's actually consistently been playing well. Um, and Gasol shot over 60%. Like, most of those guys aren't even coming close to those percentages consistently, even for a career, for, for you right. know, multiple games. So, in the game two, it showed up. Siakam shot 27%. Gasol shot 28%. And Van Vliet was, was more in line with back in, like, the 40s or something, and maybe 50s or something. So... It, it it I I don't understand why all of a sudden everyone just sort of took game one as like oh Golden State's in trouble they need Durant they can't win without him when in fact they won they won with Clay he went out with nine minutes left to go in the game and like neither team could made a field goal within for five minutes but it showed you what Golden State can do and 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 how they step up when they need to and and figure out ways to win so there's two things to what you just said that I want to touch on one the Durant thing. Mm-hmm. I did a little side-by-side, very basic side-by-side comparison of Durant's career numbers against LeBron's career numbers. Okay. Uh, hmm. Now, it. LeBron has a, is, I think, a far more superior or more uh, sort of celebrated defensive career. Yeah. I think he's been a, mm-hmm. all NBA, all defense a couple of times. Durant never has. Um, yeah, yeah, right. LeBron's played longer. Yep. LeBron didn't go to college. Uh, and LeBron's, LeBron has been, obviously, to more championships. Now, he's only won one more championship than Durant. Yes. Durant has two. LeBron has three. Right. Uh, and, 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 a, and a couple of, like, all-star games. But if you do the math on, like, the length of career, Durant has very close numbers to LeBron. Yeah. Very close. Okay. If a team lost a player of the caliber, or just LeBron, for that matter... Mm-hmm. Would they even be con- like w- we would just be giving them a pass across the board? We'd be like, well, yeah, but they don't have Durant. They don't have Durant. Yeah, but we're not we're not doing that with Golden State. And the reason we're not, I think, the reason we're not doing that, you could say Steph, you could say Clay, but like if you just look at like they've been there, they gelled the right times, mm-hmm. they pick up players that weren't necessarily on scrap heaps, but w- really well, a great general manager as as mm-hmm. has convinced not just Durant, but convinced. Iguodala to not go back to Denver to sign a, a lesser free agent contract. Got Boogie Cousins to not get a big deal, although he was injured, but to sign a one-year, what is it, $2 million contract Five. for a chance at a ring. Th- these are, this is someone who can go to players, get, get Draymond to resign, mm-hmm. get Clay to stay. Like, mm-hmm. Someone who knows how to talk to players, or at least players' agents, and convince them that like, going to Golden State is, yes, you might have to like, get less looks, but you're sacrificing, you're but sacrificing, in the, but, but in it's, the greater good for so, the greater good. So to me, like the, I think Golden State started or played like ten players last night, but, which is crazy for this late yeah. in, the, in the in the playoffs, right? So, and but, but they needed to as well. It just it's it's mind blowing to me that that we can just be like, yeah, but they got Steph, 
So, like, uh, yeah, they got Steph, but they are also losing maybe one of the greatest fucking players in the history of the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, the Lakers <laughs> fucking lose LeBron, and it's like, oh, LeBron. Yeah, no. they lost. Yeah, how many games? Everything. Right. Well, I, so, I mean, the, the counter-argument to that is that they have Clay and Steph and Draymond, and, and they can sort of afford to, to lose Durant because they're still a really good team. Or a team of all-stars still, basically. With, but now and with Boogie. Like, now it looks like they might have lost Draymond. Or I mean, they've lost Durant and and Clay. Clay might. Uh, Clay will probably end up playing. I, I just. It, it'll be interesting to, to see how effective he'll be if 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 it's, if it's really that severe or bad and everything. I'm, I'm sure he'll try to play at least. Um, but the, but yeah. But the fact that they. I mean, they they went on an 18-0, 20 run in the third quarter. They. I mean, they they. It's it's amazing. This team. It's sort of frustrating and, and beautiful to watch at the same time, right? Because when they're locked in and they, they can play offensive, defensive, like it's, it's how like basketball is supposed to be played, right? I, like how you dream of like pure basketball being played. But then they go in like that last possession, Livingston was like very nonchalantly like throwing the ball to like Drain or uh, sloppy. Yeah, or, or somebody, or Draymond was throwing it to Livingston or whatever it was. And it was like sloppy and it was like, you, you don't. Barely throw. It was such a lackadaisical pass. You're like, you don't do that. But, do like, they, right? but is that because they play loose? Yeah, they play loose, and I think they, they're, they're so confident in their abilities that right. they, they just they don't have to always go hard. But when they do, it's like you can't... I, I feel... I, like Golden State has never lost two games in a row in, in, the, the, in the finals or the playoffs or something like that. It's mm-hmm. amazing. So they, they, to, to be able to... They definitely lost two in a row in the playoffs, but... Maybe not. Yeah, I guess in the finals, maybe. I actually did all their finals research. But don't... Because I wanted to see if they'd ever lost a game two. They've only lost once. Well, they never lost a game one until now, I think, Exactly. They've only lost one game two. I I think you're probably right. I think the stats... Because they only had one series that went to seven. Right. Every other one's have been like one or two. But it's weird that most people, whether you're fans or it's people in the media or whatever, is talking like sort of how quickly they forget about the... The power and the prowess of Golden State as a as a team. Let's not team's the key word because I think let's let's not forget like how important Kerr is to this team. Like the there's he started Boogie last night after mm-hmm. Boogie had shit the bed the yeah, night before. Right, Boogie's numbers compared to Gasol's numbers were immensely better. Yeah, yeah. and and from what I read, Boogie had struggled in the beginning, and Kerr just stayed to the game plan and was like, "Boogie's he played a lot play. of minutes, yeah." And Boogie's gonna get his full twenty six or and he, whatever. And he wore out towards the end of the game, but he 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 looked really good. But that's it, crucial, and that's yeah. the, that uh, it's crucial the minutes he played. He had way more rebounds than, than Gasol. He even made a, a three pointer. Gasol missed his all his. Yeah, like the that is curbing like stick to the game. Yeah, like that we trust this. Well, trust yeah, and us, him and like us. and, and uh, Quinn Cook or whatever like comes in and gives him like two big three threes that. that Match Toronto's run there at some time, uh, I think it was around, right around the fourth quarter. I don't know, it was, you know, but stuff like that. So it's just like they impact, it almost feels like he, he's really good as a coach and as a system or whatever they do to manage those other bench players and, and to sort of empower them to like, oh, you're going to give me, all right. It, there's, there's like, it somehow it inst- in, instills that confidence within those players once they get on that quarter level. Treats them like men. I think that there, there's also, but they know they know they can they can they can play in these games and in these positions. I mean, from what I've heard and, and like from not what back I down. saw in game one, the refereeing was really one sided, uh, and to get your players to not get frustrated yeah. by that as well, keep their composure, and, and like, also to go on like a six minute scoring drought and not get 
throw the panic switch. Right. Well, and and to be able to to be able to sort of step up and and not allow. And I I, I was watching that sequence when that was happening, and like they they were locking down Toronto defensively, like not giving them good looks. They were hustling, like you know. Like, Golden State doesn't always hustle to like no, balls and sure. rebounds and stuff, and they got caught a lot of all that last night. Where like, just the one thing Toronto has on them is that they can just sort of out hustle them right. from play to play right. consistently. Uh, so they were getting like rebounds and stuff. But so I, but it was it like it's just it's weird. Like Golden State can kind of just turn it up just that little half notch when they need to to get that one one rebound or one steal after you know five or six plays that go wrong for them kind of thing. Well, that's it. So that brings me to point number two, which is. I have not watched it yet. I'm excited to, but like the the Iguodala three, the end of the drought. How was it? It was amazing, because he had two or three other ones before that during the game that I watched, and he he was open, and he missed some, right? You know, and he he, he doesn't. He's not a good three point three. shooter. I don't understand why he made that. Because it's a better shot for him. It's a, it's a higher he percentage shot, right? He actually, but he actually, I think for to me over the years for. For some reason, I, in my head, he always like in the, not in the corner, but on that on the angle, you know, sort of on on the sideline where the where the where the three point line kind of hits that turn and that sharp uh, point. It's like he's almost better from like there or something. I feel like, and I don't, I don't know if that's know true. What he needs to even be shooting threes. But he's also well, he doesn't, and he's a terrible three point shooter. Like I don't even know if he's barely like a thirty percent shooter right. for threes. But he's. I started thinking about this, and I wanted to. If I was such an outrageous person, or like on Twitter or something, I wanted to just be like. Iguodala is more clutch than Kobe is, like, come end of games. And I, to some, if some part of me thinks that's actually true. Is like, there are stats out there that Kobe's, like, not his, his makes to misses and three-point percentages and all those things aren't really that great come clutch time, right, right. and performances. But I, I'll, I, I'm super positive that Iguodala is, like, come the end of games, within the last two or three minutes of games, his field goal percentages are way better on three-pointers than just normal course of game. Do you think that playing with Iverson Because he's done this before. Andre There's been multiple games where he shoots those, those threes at the end of a game to help seal a, a win and stuff. And it's, it's not the first time he's done this. Right. Well, he won, a, he won, a he MVP, won the MVP and MVP stuff. MVP yeah, sorry. So what was your question again? Is it, do you think playing with Iverson helped his career overall? The Ooh. ability to play with like, uh, a superstar, second fiddle. Uh, yeah, because I think he was supposed to be the guy in Philly f- you know, for a long right. time. And then he I, got a he got a chance. Yeah, and he had his chance or whatever. But I, yeah, I think I think I think he kind of. I'll say he he learned how to know his role right. on a team. Right. Yeah, and that he's he's not the he's not the superstar guy, but he was a hell of a number two player for a long time. And now he just he keeps he keeps adapting and changing his role as needed. And he even said in like a uh, post game something he was like or pre game interview or something he's like all he he's just trying to protect. Curry's legacy and just whatever he can do to help Curry win. Yeah, that's amazing. Like you don't have guys talk like I that. I think he believes that. I think he also is super smart. Uh, is likes the game. Mm-hmm. He's in great shape. He learned how to play defense when defense wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the greatest fast break players I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Uh, and and should be a dunk champion. But you know, mm-hmm. Nate Robinson stole that from him. <laughs> I I can't wait to watch it. I just want to. I just want to watch that moment. I wish to God I would have seen it live. I, I just, it was a fun I, game I mean, to watch. Iguodala is the reason I'm I'm still I still ride or die with with Golden State. He's he's been the reason I ride or die with Golden State as a Sixers fan. I, mean, I got into like and and Benmo can can back this. I got into a near fisticuffs the first uh, when this LeBron shirt wearing dude when the game went when Iguodala won the MVP that first championship. Yeah. 
Like I was just like in this dude's face <laughs> about how much better Iguodala was than LeBron. And Ben was like in town for like a night and was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I gotta go back home. And and well, Ben's Ben's huge Iguodala fan because Ben loves Arizona. So like mm. we, if he was like, you are that this I can't even get behind this. This is craziness. <laughs> so uh, my love might be a little bit one sided. That's fine. Uh, You're a fan, Chris. So moving forward, okay. Do you think there's enough on this? Let, let's say let's say that Durant and and Clay are gone, or one of them are gone, or whatever. Like let's say they don't end up with the full squad. Do they have a chance to win this championship? Well, uh, all right. So put it this way, I, I think at this point, it's more likely Durant doesn't come back for this series. I think you're right. I don't even know what's wrong with it, but I feel like it's what. I mean, unless unless Toronto wins the next two games at Golden State, which I think is a, a, you know almost certain impossibility. Um, and I saw a stat on that Toronto was like one and three straight up in the last fourteen games in go- on the road at, in Golden State or okay. whatever. So it, it's really going to be really hard for them to win. Either of those games, right? I, I I'm assuming that this series goes down. They go down three games to one. Come, you know, after game four. So, um, Clay, I think is a little more likely. You know, and you hear stories about him, and he's a, he's a huge like you know he's a he's a quote unquote a warrior. He, you know, he'll play through. He'll play hurt. He'll play through pain. He'll he'll he doesn't want to not play in the game. So I think he'll try to force his way at least onto the game into the game at some point. Whether it's it's too severe severe or serious or not of an injury or not, I don't know. But I think if without Durant, Golden State can win this series. I agree. Do you think without they, Clay, I then I think it, it like you when he when he left that thin, game and they both thin. went on those those like five minutes you know without scoring kind of runs. You saw where they really struggled for for because all they did was they played a box and won. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And I was watching. I was like, this is amazing, and it was working so effectively. So the, bo- the one, and Van the Fleet one was obviously uh, Nick Lowry, right, or Kyle Lowry. It was Van Vliet. I'm, I'm joking. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lowry keeps fouling out of these games too, so it's like I, this guy is like he fouled out with halfway through the fourth quarter. So good at taking oh, a charge, yeah. <laughs> that guy. I mean, there's just not a better player taking a charge than him, dude. I. I but they can gimmick another this. van. I hate Van Gundy. That motherfucker. God, <sighs> how much does that fucking idiot like the fucking Raptors? It's insane. I think. I think everyone thinks Van Gundy hates everyone. Everyone else's like team that they're playing against, right? Like I think Warriors fans think he hates dude, the Warriors, you dude, know. Like I don't he know. He does like, hate I, the Warriors. He fucking loves the Raptors. Or no, I'm sorry. Like loves yeah. the Warriors. You know. Like I don't know. I I I like him. I think he's entertaining to some oh, degree at least. God, he fucking. Ugh. But if Clay can't play, if he's too injured and can't play, then I think Toronto. This is a huge theory shift in that one. I I, I disagree. I, it does feel thin. I still think there's there's enough pieces that, that they could win. I just feel like I think well, okay, Steph can have way, a hero game. He can. Golden State will have a hard time scoring. And that goes back to what you were saying originally at the start of the series is like if this series, for gambling purposes, like betting the over on like certain numbers over like 200 or something, right. it gets really hard then, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I, uh, if, if Golden State wins, did Boogie deserve the ring? Of course. He earned it? Yeah, why not? Okay. Why not? He's on the team. He played. I know. Does Andrew Bogut deserve a ring? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. He's been giving him some decent minutes, man. You could see now you could play him against Gasol. This work, I mean, this works in his favor. I know it's true. Get, get Bogut out. I want Bogut to get another ring. Okay. 
Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut was a, a great fans player. I he deserves he, yeah. He deserves a lot. He deserves everything he gets. Is, and honestly, is, Sean Livingston, if you want to watch the grossest injury you'll ever see oof, on a basketball man. court, go back and watch Sean Livingston dislocate his kneecap and tell me that that dude doesn't deserve every ring he gets. That guy's yeah, a mo- and he talks real yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like every dude is pretty deserving. It's not like a scrap heap necessarily. This is a team no, of players not. willing to play on a team. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty impressive. I know. I mean, I don't think on either of these teams, I, I don't think there's anybody that's not deserving of of a of of winning a championship and getting a ring. Kyle Lowry is not deserving of winning a ring. Uh, I mean, I that guy is so such a zero. I, I know you don't like him, and I I don't I don't I, I think he's overrated, and I I don't think I don't think he's that. He's not great. overrated. He's not overrated for a third string like backup point guard. <laughs> You're right. Well, he's getting. That, yeah. He's getting. He, he stepped he's, up. He's only like Van Vliet is going to have his job. Like he's getting like he's getting. Oh, for sure. Oh, he's getting outclassed by a guy on his own fucking team right now in the biggest fucking stage possible. Oh, uh, no, I won't argue with that. I, yeah, I, got, I, listen, I, I don't think much of Lowry either. And stuff, but he's not undeserving of a ring. Then, if they win a championship, do you think that the especially for that city where they don't have a lot of history and, and, and superstars and they, they, they put him, enough. they put him too high up uh, on a pedestal. Like he's, you know, he's, uh, is he top 10 greatest Toronto players of all time? Yeah. Is he top seven? Maybe not. Dude, top he's, 10. He's right there with like Mo Peterson and like who's those the, kind of who guys. Who is the top? Who? Like Vince Carter. Okay. Tracy McGrady. Okay. Um, does Kawhi Olsen go right to the top here yes, now one playing season? DeRozan. Because, yeah, DeRozan's top, you know, four or five. Then. Valanchunas. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Actually, yeah, he's probably, Valanchunas is probably, right? it's like him and Lowry are like six, seven, and eight or something like that, right? Like, it's it's a little sad, that regard, then, that exactly. those are, yeah. Because those we've had this conversation before. Those guys are, both of those guys are top ten in a lot of categories in, in um, all time for, for Toronto basketball. So sad. Yeah. I hope they never win a ring. Fuck them. Fuck Canada. Wow. Okay. There you go. Uh, this is oh. how I feel. Uh, I guess that's it. So you expect a? I guess there's no way to predict anything because no. who knows who's going to be injured? Who knows how people will? If Clay, if Clay is Clay's healthy and is can can play full games and to the full to the almost to the to the, his capacity of his of his ability, then Golden State win the next two games. Okay. And Toronto maybe wins one more, and I think the series ends up four two. So I had asked you the other night to come to come up with some good uh, prop bets for mm-hmm. the next game, mm-hmm. uh, player bets mostly. Yeah, because there's just no, there's no, there aren't any good like money line or and I, I, I still you don't wanna... like the over under sh- shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loving the way you can gamble on this game. So I wondered since you've been you've been kind of the player prop whisperer, you've been, you've you you've don't want right. to gamble on Drake pop. Prop bets. <laughs> well, there's no way to gamble on Drake prop bets because I think that I think that the league has asked ABC to stop showing him. Uh, well, in some regard, yeah. But there's there's like a whole bunch of ridiculous prop bets with with Drake. Uh, will he be removed from an NBA Finals game by security? No. <laughs> will Will he Will he show up in game? Uh, the one I like though is actually Will he show up and I can't. Will Drake go to Game Three of the NBA Finals? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He won't, go no, to road games. Right. I know. He, he won't. can't handle that. He can't handle people not liking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only goes to places where this, people like him. Well, exactly. But the fact that he has two Durant and Curry tattoos on his arms, it's like this guy is such a oh, – he's such a uh, – He's – dude, don't uh, – I can't right, I can't do a Van right. and Drake pod. 
<laughs> it's going to be called Hater Nation. I was going to ask you, who's, who's the Van Morrison of this series? But it's clearly Drake, isn't yeah, it? Drake yeah, is, yeah <laughs> Drake is the Van Morrison of this series. Uh, but as far as prop bets, I, so the one I, I kind of started looking at here, um, odds of winning the NBA Finals is like, I, I don't... Plus 230. Well, it's, it's probably Curry... Although Draymond Green, I think, is a strong... MVP? Yeah, MVP. Um, Draymond, you should have hit. That would have been a good one. I think it's still, on. from what I've seen, it's still plus 850, so I think you could still hit that one, maybe. Okay. Unless, it's, unless it changed drastically. Um, the other one I, I saw, what was kind of interesting, was player to record most assists in the NBA Finals. So I think it's the totality of the Finals. Yeah. Um, and right now, the one thing I noticed, and I, let me go back to my notes here for it. Right now, Draymond has 19 assists... In the series, so he's he's, he's the leader, got double digits. right? Igudala is second with thirteen, mm-hmm. and then it goes Lowry with eleven. Okay, and so if these numbers are still updated, Draymond has more fucking assists than Kyle Lowry. Yeah, 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 and yeah. you're gonna sit there and tell me he's a good basketball player? Yeah, he's good. But Draymond's <laughs> he's better. Basically, a center. I'm just I'm not saying like Draymond Lowry's like the best player ever. They weigh the same. Um, but Draymond Green is he's he's the odds-on favorite from what I can see. The most updated one is minus one sixty. For most assists? For most assists in the finals. So That's a fun one. Yeah, that's kind of a fun one. But Iguodala is plus 4,000. Mm. So if he's still second, he's still going to be playing a lot of minutes. The team creates a lot of assists for each other. It's true. That's probably a more and, fair And Curry, thing to say. Uh, it's, he's just as likely maybe, but I, I just, I'm not seeing, I like the, I'd like the so Iguodala. Think, so Iguodala at most sort assists. Of, yeah, or, I mean, green is still pretty good odds. Like, you're, you know, you got to put up 100 bucks to get 160, but that's not bad. I don't know. And Draymond Green, I, I, I like could, the long odds. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I'm with you on that one. Um, most points in the series, I mean, that's probably Curry. There's not a lot of stuff that I've, I've kind of seen, even like team stuff. It's a thing. It's like, what about like, so, to, so, not, to, it's not so just for Wednesday, are there any game, are there any game props? Like, is there like, do you see, let's say, let's say uh, Clay isn't playing. Is Does that mean that Livingston gets more? It's, is there, is, like, is that a better, is that a better bet? Like, does he get more points? Is there, is there any edge that you can see? Going into this, that I can bet on because I don't want to bet on score. <laughs> and I don't want to bet well, on odds. Well, the one thing I did mention was with Toronto's record straight up against Golden State, right, in the last 14 games. It's horrible. So I was thinking right now, Golden State is minus six in the game. And the over. Six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. You got, and, and the over under up was, I saw it was 212.5. Still. And both, both games have gone over that number already. So I was going to say the over is safe to go over. Okay. To take, and Golden State at home minus six, I think would be the the prefer, preferred choice there for me. However, if Clay's not playing, or if he's not, if he's if he's injured, then I think I'll I'm going the other opposite direction on both of those. Okay. Then I think I would take Toronto plus six. I don't know if they they'll win, but I'll take plus six, and I would go on the under over over on the overall. If Clay doesn't play, okay. I'm, if Clay's not playing. All right. Yeah. I think that's which is it. which comes down to game time, and there might be a few other things like I. I don't think anybody can pick up the slack and scoring for Clay. So, like, for Livingston to, you know, I don't, you know, whatever his over under and point score for the game is, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, Quinn Cook or maybe it's like another guy like McKinney Ooh, or somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Clooney or Cooney or what? No, 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 no not Looney. Looney no, yeah. but uh, McKinney, who who might get a little more game time, who's a bench player, okay. kind of steps up once in a while. I wonder what the, I wonder what if there's a player prop on Bogut. Like maybe two. maybe Cousins, you know, like. 
Um, if Clay's not playing, you know, Cousins might be another guy that they they just try to give the ball. I mean, he was doing a lot of great, like, sort of outside shooting, like, sh- yeah. short, you know, uh, mid-range twos, driving to the hole on Gasol, Gasol and it was really effective in the, in the and even with assists and stuff, maybe, they're, mm. Cousins might have interesting prop numbers there for the game, but that's something we'll have to dig a lot more into as we get closer to game three. Okay. I think we should look at those. I would also, I would also probably, so Danny Green's been sitting at, like, Usually the over on him is like six to eight, and I think that the, I think three three pointers isn't that crazy from him. No, he's I, been hitting them. I would I I think maybe he's got a little bit of a rhythm back, and he's and he's still low on the on the over under. So look at Danny Green to go over whatever his player prop is on okay. points. All right, it's been sitting the highest I've seen at all in any of his games is ten, which is low for a starter. To yeah, yeah, but he's not been shooting well. So I think there might be a Gasol goes off night too. As much as mm-hmm. I clown on him, I feel like there's a chance he like does something. I don't know okay. how. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the thing is, is like we say all of this. They're still NBA players. Lowry's still a, a what six-time All Star. Yeah, Abaka's been there. Like the Raptors are. I, I'm not writing the Raptors off by any no, means. No, 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 no. I, this game is getting, this series is going six or seven. But they were, I think they were plus like 250 to win the, the whole thing after last night. Now they're back up to plus 450 yeah. to win the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So I, let's just, right. let, you know. It's, it's also, I mean, the first two games, it's everything's been fluctuating wildly, I guess, you know. For, so I, it's really hard. I don't have a good feel for this game as far as like gambling on the stuff and like and like certain players or, or what to look for here yet or something. Okay, it's it's well, not. I'm not comfortable with almost any of it. I don't think. Okay. Well, try to find some. Try to find some patterns, Chris. We'll, we'll look for some of a few other things. Okay. You got anything? You got any uh, WNBA notes? You want? Yeah. To you okay. want? Because we didn't get to this last week. I know we did. We were talking about it for a week and a half there. Yep. Um, WNBA season is fully in full swing. Full swing. Three or four games already in the season. I'm excited for it. I want to watch a few games. I watched one the other I, night a little bit. Damn it! I don't want my I don't want my WNBA notes. Right. I had a couple predictions. Okay. Um. But good, tell, say what you're going to say. But it, it's um. The one thing I will say, and we can we can dive more into this. It's the w, for me. I think the season. It's really hard to sort of get into the season. It takes a while to, for me to like kind of warm up and get into it and start watching games and stuff. But I'm excited because there's a lot of players that aren't playing to start the season. Are they who are either overseas? injured? No, they're they're either like out for the season, like some of the Seattle Storm women, or some other players who are just who are just out for like the next month or so. So I, to me, it's like the, the intriguing thing about the season is that a lot of the teams that might start out good now or they look good on paper are going to probably change halfway through the season. And once playoffs comes, like teams that are probably favored uh, might not be the ones that end up winning the championship come the Interesting. end. Interesting. So I have some bad news okay. first before you get into it. Yeah. DraftKings does not take WNBA bets. See, that's – and see, okay. And so that actually goes into, I think, the overall thing that I wanted to get into with the WNBA. is I, and I think I sent you that article. Is there are stories about gambling on the WNBA yep. is a really smart thing to be doing. Yep. If you're not – because it's, it's not highly bet on. Right. And most of the, like, kind of uh, sharks or, or – um, Sharps or whatever they're called, yeah. betters like people who really are play the are, odds, play the odds, and are smart gamblers. Play the WNBA, yeah, right. And they know, and there's like there's trends. There's trends. It doesn't swing as right as much or as, as heavily one way right. or the other. And they're like you can you can find stats and trends and all that kind of stuff that that stay longer, have it's more a, value in in games because people aren't sort of catching up to it. It's also or paying a, attention. It's to also it. a good long bet. You right. should you can bet. 
if you stayed with your ideas and bet it across the season, even if you lost a couple, yep. you're going to average out right. o- ahead, right. which is really hard to do in any, yeah. in any profession. So it's something I'm... So moving forward, I think I'm going to start looking into this a little bit more and, and start trying to play... Uh, you know, game to game and and other whatever little kind of other tid, tidbits and nuggets that we can kind of mine for this for the WNBA and and try to share those along. A- NBA for our listeners. So I here's I think I don't think people really believe that we like the WNBA. Yeah. I was uh, with a friend recently. He lives in Salt Lake City. Like I'm not watching every game here or not, but I I got him so into the idea of watching WNBA because he just likes basketball. This kid would watch like high school basketball, and mm-hmm. I was like, the WNBA finals last year were better than the NBA finals, and I like. I think he believed me to the point where he was like, great, I'm going to start watching games. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, the Seattle or the San Antonio, sorry. So Salt Lake turned into San Antonio and now I think is Vegas. Yes. Like they, something he like has that. had a team yeah. in Salt Lake City since so like 2008. <laughs> he thought there still was one. So that's how under <laughs> underwatched the WNBA is. Well, like, tell him to watch the Vegas the Vegas team because they they have a ton of they're amazing. Talent. They have three yep. great players on their team, and I think they got four. Really, but it's one's kind of maybe debatable a little bit. My sister and my nephews and my uh, my uh, brother in law all have the last name Plum, and there's a player on. That's the one that she's yeah. a fucking hot rod, and I've yeah. been telling my niece to watch her. I want her to get into this girl. I want her to have her okay. own Plum. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, you should just buy her one. I should. Help her get started. Kind of give that push. Um, Man, I had another thought and I lost it already. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, But yeah, it's... uh, Oh, that was it. Some of the games already played for the WNBA have... The attendance on the average of the games is like in the the like mid-teens. Okay. Like 13,000, 15,000 attendance games. Those are better numbers than a lot of Major League Baseball games attendance-wise. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like by thousands oh, of people, shit. it's amazing. Yes, yeah. dude. Yes, Which I think is, it just that really explains a lot. A perfect. That's. I mean, that's. We're trending. Mm-hmm. We're trending yeah. right now. Yeah. Our love of the WNBA far <laughs> exceeds our love of Major League Baseball. In fact, I don't have anything to talk about as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. No. So I there's think nothing it, to talk about baseball. Exactly. About how bad, poorly attended the games are. Yeah, that's it. It's I think failures. We just, yeah. Let's call it. Let's do it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been uh, the Clown Jiggles at Midnight. (laughs) Enjoy your week. And keep jiggling.